Welcome to Livestream Stars. I'm Ross Brand. This is the show where we feature talented broadcasters delivering high-quality content across Livestream platforms. And Livestream Stars is brought to you by LivestreamUniverse.com, where you can find all of our schedules, past shows, and features. We also have daily updates with show recommendations on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash LivestreamUniverse. And we finally have a podcast as well. The Daily Livestream Update podcast is now available on iTunes. Um, I will give out the link later on or tomorrow or sometime once I figure it out. It just literally went live on the iTunes store within the last couple hours. So we're very excited about that. If you can't watch the update on Facebook Live or at our website, you can download the podcast, take it with you, and listen. And uh, we look forward to sharing that with you and hope you enjoy that. Anyway, tonight's guest is Audra Knight. Audra is the recruitment marketing strategist for Tenable Network Security and a LinkedIn certified recruiter. She co-hosts the Social Recruiting Show with Katrina Collier. Audra was named to the employer branding 16 top influencers for 2016 list by Clinch. She writes about employment branding, social media, and recruitment for blogging for jobs. She's also a musician and the bassist for The Filth. You can learn more about them at Facebook.com, The Filth Band. And so I'm guessing from the title, you're either an easy listening or adult contemporary group. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because we're not actually quite as punk as it sounds. My husband's actually British, and so it's it's kind of a silly British term. It's kind of a joke. We are heavy-ish, but not not punk. But it surprises people when we're at gigs and they and they come to see us and they don't know us. We're not quite as heavy as they expect. So how often do you play? So we practice. Well, my husband and I have the whole setup in our basement. So normally we practice almost every night. We have really young kids that go to bed super early and they like to listen to it while they're going to bed. But right. we just moved. So it, it took we, our all of our setup was in the basement. So for showings and moving, we had to pack up everything. So we had to take like two months off like gigging and practicing, but we hope right. we'll be back, you know, back to gigging like end of um, January. Cause we have to reset up all the sound equipment, everything. It's a big pain, but it, so we're going to be back. You play bass. It. You play bass. What, what does your yep. husband play? He sings and plays guitar. We're just a three piece, okay. which we actually love because it's just my husband and I, and then our drummer was our best friend. He just comes whenever he can come. And it's, we're all, you know, we're all set. It, we've tried having four or more and it just, it complicates things for practices and in right. gigs. And so we like, we like just three. We all get along great. It's, it's really cool. That's cool. That's, that's awesome. It's a, it's, it's a different life from uh, HR, right? It's, it's, you yes, can kind of like <laughs> let your hair down and relax yeah. and have a good time. And um, not that, you, not that we don't have fun in HR. That's like a misconception, right? People think HR people mm. are all completely square and, you know, they walk around just, trying not to offend anybody or break any rules. I mean, we're not trying to break rules, but um, where, where did that perception come from amongst employees where, you know, they see an HR person don't talk (laughs) like, like, like I think HR people are like the, the school monitor or something. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the rules and that if you are a bit naughty, you know, you usually have to talk to the HR person, but I do think that's changing a bit when it comes to more like branding and recruitment. I'm thinking that's, that's, that's changing and it will keep changing. So let's, let's get into um, the branding recruitment side of things, social media and all that. Let me, for people who are 
from the live streaming end. I mean, we may have some HR people watching, but a lot of people watching mm -hmm. are from the live streaming end. Can you define like what is social recruiting versus what is recruitment marketing? Kind of just what mm -hmm. the different what the different terms mean. Sure. So the way I kind of think about my role is that normally a marketing person would be promoting your service or your product where I'm promoting the company as a great place to work. And so I, that's the, really the difference. We're putting things out on social media so people can see what it's really like to work with a company so they can decide if it's for them or not. Because if it's just not the right culture for them, then we don't want them to apply. It's just, they're not gonna stay, they're not gonna be happy. So it's really just telling the story online so people can really make an informed decision because they do do the research now. It's really amazing. Before they apply for jobs, they look all over the place to find out what it's like to work there. And they, they're really informed. Like back in the day, you would just kind of apply for a job and hope that you liked the company because you had really no way of knowing. But now there's right. you know, social media and review sites. You, you can get a good idea. It's not always completely accurate, but you can certainly get a better feel for what it's like. And then and recruitment so it, marketing. Yeah, go ahead. Recruitment go ahead. marketing is um, more specific, like, you know, campaigns. If We're opening a new office in Australia, so different campaigns about how to promote it and our reach so people know that that we exist because we're more generally more US. Um, and then tough to fill roles and then, you know, using vendors if you need to for advertising, that type of thing. Right, right. So part of it then is to show off, kind of show off the work culture or what mm -hmm. the company's really like on the inside, give a give a view in, right? And so mm -hmm. hopefully that will attract people who would fit that culture. And But also part of it is to turn away people who would otherwise get a job there and then not be happy. They can already see from a distance, okay, this isn't really what I want to do or where I want to be, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because people really do well in different kinds of environments. I like sort of a smaller company where it's progressive and forward thinking. You can take some calculated risks. I love right. that. I've worked for a company in the past where it was really, really big. Um, and there was, you know, good benefits and there was, there were some great things, but it wasn't for me because I could, there was no, I couldn't make any change. You couldn't really progress, but some people would absolutely love that because it's stable. You could get in a job and you could basically, you know, sit there and be stable for 10 or 20 years. And some people love that. So every company's different. You need to know really what the company's like to make sure it's the right one for you, because it doesn't need to be just the right job. It also needs to be the right company culture. So what are what are the primary ways you go about finding the right candidates using social media? Is it producing content that they might find through a Google search or a, a web search? Is it is it more about um, showcasing your your company? What's the, like the right balance of sort of mm -hmm. do you think of, of content or of of using your social account in order to draw in that talent that you're looking to recruit? Um, so two things. First, you do want to use your, your corporate sites to do that stuff that you talked about. Mm -hmm. But also more and more companies are using their recruiters, you know, and they're also and all their employees, because really, if you think about it, everyone mm -hmm. can help, you know, get the right talent. And any like brand ambassador, people that love working to your, for your company, they're going to be happy to share different opportunities or, or stuff about your culture. So the more people you can get on board to share it, the better. Right. And then where you want to be really depends on your audience. And it can be tricky because we hire a lot of software developers and research engineers and cybersecurity industry, but then we hire 
you know, salespeople, HR people. And so it really mm-hmm. is understanding who specifically you're trying to reach so that you can kind of get to where they are. Because software right. developers will be on Stack Overflow, where an HR person, you know, you might want to find them on LinkedIn or somewhere else. So you <laughs> right, understand right. your audience. And then, like you said, content is really good too. Once you understand what what your audience wants, what they need, what they really would value, you can give that to them so that you stay on top of mind so that they think of you when they need a new job. So what kind of content do you find gives you good results? It seems like it's all about culture these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, more and more employees are doing things like company hashtags. Have you heard of that? I'm sure you've heard of that. Right, I, right. Like Cisco, I think, is doing a good job. Salesforce. And we're getting into that, but really getting your employees to explain your culture so they can have a really lo- a look into what the office environment like, what the people are. They, I mean, all employees now are checking out your employees on LinkedIn. So you right. want them to be saying, you know, it's a cool place to work and showing neat things. But yeah, it really depends on your audience. So do you actually help employees with their LinkedIn profiles? It used to be like you didn't want your employees to have too good a profile, yeah. right? Because that meant they were job searching. But now people are realizing that if your employees look good on LinkedIn, then the company looks good. And if your employees are showcasing that they're growing and developing and getting opportunities, then that helps you attract other people to the company. And I was wondering, like, are companies actually now Instead of saying, don't update your LinkedIn, stay away mm-hmm. from it. Oh, that person updated. They must be leaving. Um, are companies actually helping people to to improve upon how they write their LinkedIn profile and how they showcase the company on it? Yes, absolutely. I'm seeing more and more of the EB or employment brand leaders in my space talking about training. And I'm actually working on one now for, I was thinking about when I go to headquarters in a few weeks, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to get all the hiring managers on board for that soon. But all the forward thinking companies are realizing how awesome it is to you to have the space where employees are, you know, potential applicants are going to just, just, yeah, you can embed these really cool campaigns, super easy stuff. Um, because they're they're checking you out, so you want. It's so important that they have a good presence. They look happy there. They don't have some barren profile that just looks like they're miserable. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, they haven't been back in five years, where they they can really share really simply, like some cool campaigns, just or even some pictures of some neat things that's going on, some news, anything like that. We're talking with Audra Knight host of the social recruiting show and uh, we welcome everybody who's watching on facebook live please do share it out and uh, let your friends know and we'd love for you to stay tuned throughout this conversation and also share any questions that you may have for audra in the chat we're talking about how you can either get a better job through uh through social media and live video, which we'll get to in in a little bit. But right now we're also talking about how social media and live video can help you hire good talent for your, for your organization. Um, Talk about like what's, it seems like, you know, there, there are obviously HR departments, right. Within companies where it's all just the traditional functions, right. It's primarily that. And one person does the Twitter account and like tweets the job postings. And that's, you know, other than that, it's it's the job listings on on LinkedIn. It's it's, you know, in mails to potential candidates and things like that. It sounds like your your organization has a whole team when you start talking about employment, branding people and you talk about recruitment, marketing, a term which you probably don't even hear in a lot of companies. Talk about how if you can a little bit about how your your company structured and 
how much resources are kind of being devoted, whether it's human resources or, you know, just the effort mm-hmm. that goes into kind of building this whole thing around social recruiting and, and, and recruitment marketing. Sure. That is a real challenge for right. so many recruitment teams. They may have one recruiter or they may have 20, but mm-hmm. sometimes the rec- there's these recruiters have like 50 recs they have to fill and they have to fill them tomorrow. So that's a huge challenge for companies is how, how do they make the time? Do they have they, they, some I've heard of the like kind of swap one recruiter does one thing, like you said, one recruiter does another, but it's just always a challenge because when you have this like important roles you have to fill, it's just tough to find the time. So more and more I'm seeing companies, they work with their marketing team. You know, if their marketing team will help them, fantastic. They don't, that will be great. But my company, so they, my role is new, which I'm super excited about that my director saw that this was how important this was and that social media is just everywhere and you want to be part of the conversation. So we made my role new, but then right. even bigger companies are having just teams now, which is so cool. Um, I think, let's see, De- uh, Dell, um, the t- all the big companies now are having uh, Oracle, their own right. compl- teams, which is really cool where they... It's like it's almost its own department, and some of them are actually under marketing, which is neat too. Not just, just HR. devoted to social recruiting and social employment branding and all that branding, kind of stuff. Yes. So it's yes. really an so it's becoming an internal marketing department, really. Yes. Yeah, and it sometimes sits in HR, and it sometimes sits in marketing. It's interesting. So, when from what you've seen, who makes the better? Uh, social recruiter, employment brander. Is it people who come from marketing or social media, or is it people mm-hmm. who come from HR and maybe have a a flair for the communication side or an understanding of social? Or isn't there yeah. any way to sort of predict who will be a, a, mm-hmm. a good uh, social recruiter? So for social recruiter, I would say it's different than employment brander. For okay. social recruiter, I would say a recruiter. Yeah, I'm sorry, has Rex and doing the job but just understands how important social media is, has a really great presence, you know, maybe a following on Twitter, a following here and there, uses Facebook to some extent for recruitment. People are a little right. slow to get on that, but it's it's happening big time. So social recruiter is different. They just have to understand it and spend some time, you know, maybe half, uh, even 15 minutes a day getting out there on social media, posting cool content, but for an employment brand person, that's different because they usually don't have recs. This, you know, that's the own position. And that's interesting because I'm seeing, like, I'm an HR person that went in that direction, but I'm also seeing a lot of marketers that are coming to HR. And it seems to be a real mix. And I definitely think I'm fighting for the HR side only because that's my background and I don't want all the marketers to take it all. But I do, I do think they can do a fantastic job because they get they're like very advanced when it comes to SEO, um, digital right, marketing, right. paid advertisements. And that's great for sure. But I, it does really, help to know the HR side too. Employment branding is kind of like any other kind of branding, right? It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. sort of the same process. It's content marketing. Yes. It's, it's, it's engagement. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, really selling the company. And it's also, I mean, the HR side of it too is, is also like you said earlier, it's about in, in getting the employees involved, right? Every employee mm-hmm. is a potential marketer for your company and they don't necessarily have to be in the HR or the marketing department. And that's where HR can have a huge role in knowing who mm-hmm. throughout the organization, right, can be capable of, of really, you know, advocating for the company on social media. 
Yeah, the more the better. And some companies have done a really fantastic job of promoting it. There are some vendors that do it, but we don't use one, so I can't say whether they're fantastic or not. I've heard good things, mixed reviews, but you can use a vendor that will kind of gamify it and make the content really easy, which is great if you have the budget. But a lot of people are just doing it internally too. And I mean, just helping your recruiters by giving them suggested posts that they can mix up and and help them since they're so busy. So what role, if any, does live video play in the recruitment process and the employment branding process for companies? That is really interesting. I got to go to a marketing conference. Have you heard of Inbound? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was really, really cool marketing conference. And I picked that specifically because I just wanted to really dive into that side and instead of just, you know, recruitment. Right. And it was all about video, not so much live video, but it was so all about video. They were saying 50% of your content should be video by the end of next year, which is wow. huge. But I can I, I get it because they were calling it um, thumb stoppers because if you think about it on Facebook, you're scrolling through with your thumb, you're seeing text, text, a few pictures. When you see right. a, a video, you do stop for a few seconds. And I didn't realize how much I do that. But right. um, video, so video is just absolutely taking off. They're saying Facebook is going to be like almost all video in five years. So that's for sure happening. Now, live is interesting. I'm, I think it's going to do some cool things, but a lot of HR people are still nervous about the idea that anything could happen. And I heard actually a funny story about, I think Jessica Miller Merrill said she was doing a Facebook live event and someone streaked in the background. So (laughs) (laughs) that seems extreme, but the point is it is a little scary for, you know, because you can't control it completely, but I do think some companies are going to push it. We're going to try and do a Facebook live tour of our new, one of our new offices, our Dublin one, when it moves and it opens up. I think that, I mean, it's fantastic for engagement, especially, you know, on Facebook. So there's potential, in, but it's yeah. slow to get into. And in an environment like that, you're not likely to get any streakers if you stay inside <laughs> yeah. the company. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So there's this fear about going. There's a fear about going live, and I mean, in, in a lot of companies, that fear is still within marketing. It's still within mm-hmm. management. Right. So it's not like HR is, you know, ten years behind on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, usually marketing plays with these tools first, and if they're mm-hmm. good with it, and HR kind of looks over and goes, you know, maybe we could use that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but you think that it's coming live video as well is going to eventually come to HR too? I think it has so much potential when it comes to seeing in, you know, the mm-hmm. office, you know, walking around and talking to companies, seeing the environment. People, I think people would love it. It's just a matter of really setting it up right so that everyone's comfortable. Right. And, and how about maybe HR people doing shows like this where they can have mm-hmm. like we're using blue jeans to do the show and then we're sending it out to Facebook live. You could have mm-hmm. almost an unlimited number of people in blue jeans if you have like an enterprise plan. Right. Mm-hmm. So you could have yeah. all you could invite all your candidates to come in. You could put multiple candidates on screen. They could ask questions about where they mm-hmm. fit in, about what qual- qualifications they need, about the application process, about the culture, things like that. And Maybe you get people who go away more excited about working for the company or go away saying we're not going to waste your time and call three times a week to ask about that open job yeah. because we know <laughs> this isn't the right company for us. I, I don't know, but it could be a way to, you know, if only a few companies were doing it and you were looking for a new job in that field or whatever, you would probably mm-hmm. gravitate toward those companies, right? Yeah, and be super engaged and jump on the show. 
yeah. sure. I think that's cool. Um, I think the issue is the platforms because they're so yeah. they're kind of new and tricky. Like Katrina and I've had we're on our third one now, so I well, I think once they get the platforms more settled, hopefully blue jeans, maybe that could be the one. But I think getting that platform set that it really works and it's reliable, then for sure I love right. that idea. Now that's that's the live streamer social media side of me saying that the HR side of me saying, well now is that going to give some people an unfair advantage over other people? Mm. If the job doesn't require you to be on camera, if the job doesn't require you to speak in a public forum and you don't present well in this forum, mm -hmm. is that like all of a sudden you're considering people based on criteria that don't really have anything to do? You can be, you know, the finest coder in the world and you can be uncomfortable on camera. Um, maybe maybe that isn't, you know, so there's you always have yeah. to balance these things, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's, and, and that's, that's really an issue too. HR, right? I mean, you always have to kind of balance these things. That's an issue too with, um, in they're doing video interviewing. A lot of there's a whole right. bunch of vendors now that do it, so you can do a video, answer questions, and it, it's really neat in the sense that the manager, hiring manager, can then a week later or later that night when they're not busy can just watch the interview. It's it's good for time, but there has been some concerns I've heard in the industry about. Well, yeah, what if someone's just not good at these video interviews but would do a fantastic job? And, yeah, do you really need to see them? Is that a compliance issue? Then you get to issues so, with age and race and gender yeah, and things like that. But then, of course, you do anyway now that everybody's got a picture on LinkedIn and then they're mm -hmm. ultimately going to come in for an interview anyway. So yep. it does give – it does for the – I think it's better – I think the video interviews where they're recorded – are, are better for the company than they really are for the candidate experience. Yes. I you know, somebody's nervous sure. and they, they get those questions and they're reading them and it's like 30 seconds and go. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of people freeze up. I, I always felt uncomfortable yeah. when I worked with companies that use those. Um, mm -hmm. You could see that there are people who are good people who just had no idea, maybe never even mm -hmm. used their webcam before. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I, and I know like a lot of companies try and use it on, use it sort of with, with lower end jobs first because they figure the m millennials and stuff might know, mm -hmm. but, but nobody really prepares you for that. Even if you're live streaming with your friends all day or you're, you know, you're recording mm -hmm. videos on YouTube, nothing really prepares you to get a question and boom, it's recording. And all of a sudden you're thinking what you're going to say. And you're, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I yeah. think we, I think that technology can can be good because it gives the team chances to evaluate the candidates and and bring different people in. So, you you know, you don't have six people and sitting in an interview or you don't have mm -hmm. to have the candidate meet everybody. But it also I think it puts a lot of a lot of pressure on the candidate that may not be the best first way to get started. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of mixed on it from having seen it. Yeah, we we were using them before I started with Tenable. And I have heard mixed reviews that a lot of people just wouldn't, the right role might not do that because they, they're they okay. happy in another job. They're passive. They're not going to even bother. Or just the really technical roles, like you said, it's just not for them. So for some types of roles, I'm sure it does work, but we didn't find a lot of success, I don't think. But I wasn't, I wasn't there. It was before I started. But I do think like Skype interviews and things like that are great yeah. for the candidate because then you're not forcing them to take a job, you know, a day off of their job each time mm -hmm. they come in for another round yeah. of interviews because some some companies have a lot of rounds of interviews. And if the person has to take off four or five days <laughs> to yeah. get another job, they really better get that job or they're, 
<laughs> kind of yeah, being doing see. great with their. So if they could do a Skype interview, say at six o'clock after work or something with the team, or even during their lunch hour, go somewhere private mm-hmm. and do that. That's even if it's within the same city, it saves them from having to take time off from work and having to, you know, put themselves in an awkward position with their employer. And I think, you know, it makes the process again better for for the candidate and maybe for the company. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you definitely do need to meet people in person. But whether they need to come in three or four times till you make mm-hmm. a decision, maybe that could be done, you know, with Skype or or another another. What do you think? Yeah, I've actually seen that happen at my a, a company a few companies ago where we had to call this woman in for the third time and she had to fly in. <laughs> she said, "No, forget it, I'm out." So it is about making it convenient for the recruiters, but also for the candidate because these really hard to fill positions and they they might be passive with other offers or not even really sure if they want to leave you're trying to convince them to come you have to make it convenient for them to for these interviews i I think skype's going to be taking off and just phone interviews happen all the time for sure too before you bring people in so hello to everybody watching on facebook live thanks so much for for joining us nick rishwain's here mitch jackson's here jacqueline quinn stephen hall and and nick says um did you say dublin sounds like she's close to me no, I'm from actually Northern Connecticut, but we, I was saying we have a new, we're moving locations in Dublin too. It's not revealed yet, but it's an exciting new location in Dublin where, yeah, Tenable's global. Now we're looking into Australia. We have people in Singapore all over the place, but I'm from Northern Connecticut. Are, are you talking about the Dublin in Ireland or are you talking about a different yeah. Dublin? Okay. Because Nick, yeah. as far as I know, is in California, unless he's traveling. Oh. <laughs> or there's a Dublin, California. Who knows? Um, there could be, yeah. And Nick, if you're still there, clarify uh, <laughs> which one you're talking mm-hmm. about. So let's move to the other side of it, to the candidate side. So no. candidates looking for a job, how can they use social media to help themselves draw the attention of recruiters or to build a portfolio, so to speak, out there mm-hmm. that where they can showcase their knowledge and, you know, what a good employee they would be. How, how would you advise a candidate to use social media? So I think you can use it all the way through from finding the position. Actually, even before that. So first, you want to have a fantastic online presence. And that does mm-hmm. include LinkedIn, but it's also just Google. Make have you when's the last time you Googled yourself? A lot of people haven't done that. And recruiters are doing that. And they who knows if someone has the same name as you and is a mass murderer. You want to figure out what's out there just so you know. Because you can make you can affect those things. You can own page one of Google with fantastic blogs and things you're doing so that when a recruiter puts your name in Google, these really great things come up. But LinkedIn is still really valuable and important. That may start to change with younger crowds. I don't know. But for now, recruiters, 94% or more, are looking you up on LinkedIn. So it starts with a fantastic profile full of keywords for, of the job that you want, not the job that you have. That's important. Right. People you know, put keywords of what they're doing. But if they want to do something just even a little different, you want those keywords. So a recruiter is looking for you, finds you, and then they can reach out to you. But then the right. next step is so finding the job. It gets really time consuming if you try and go on all the different job boards and finding these jobs. So what I recommend is to have the right jobs come to you. And it's becoming easier and easier with, Indeed is very good for that, for job alerts. You can put in exactly the type of role that you want and the location, and then you can set it for once a day, once a month, however works for you. So it's not spammy and annoying with all these jobs. It's maybe right. once a month to see what's out there. 
And most career sites are, the bigger career sites are starting to do their own job alerts too. If you just, you're not sure that the right, the right role is not with that company now, but you love the company, you want to work there, you can say, you know, whenever there's a new sales job, send me an email to keep, to get them coming to you because it just takes too long to go searching. And the job boards don't have all the jobs because you have to pay for them. And less and less people are bothering to do that. So right. I wouldn't, I really wouldn't recommend that. I say, you know, sign up on Indeed or the company website for alerts and have them come to you. Right. And then the next step is so the social media part of the, the company culture. So every, I think most people have heard of Glassdoor. If you mm -hmm. haven't, it's really useful to find out more about the company. And you get all sorts of reviews, just like Amazon. You'll have one really, really crabby employee that says it's the worst place in the world. You'll have some, maybe an HR person saying it's fantastic. But <laughs> overall, if, if there's at least you know, 50, 100 or more reviews, you know you're getting a fairly good idea of what people right. think in general. So that's really crucial to see if you like the company culture. When I've used Glassdoor, I would look for commonalities. Like mm -hmm. if I heard if something was fairly specific complaint and it was in 50 reviews or whatever right. from different people, I would say there might be something there. Or if there's uh, something common that's positive about a company's culture and I'm seeing it again and again where it's specific, not just I like it there or whatever, but they describe something that seems yeah. sort of unique to that company or whatever. And you're seeing that over and over again about how they treat their employees or about, you know, uh, opportunities for advancement and exactly how it happens. And that's the experience you see from multiple, multiple people. Then you start mm -hmm. saying, okay, that's, but there's always going to be the outliers. Like you said, there's always going to be the people who, you know, somebody had a bad experience. That person would probably have a bit, may have a bad experience with any company. Right. And then there's the kind of person who would only say something positive about any company. So you can kind of like disqualify the, the extremes. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And there's more and more review sites actually coming out that are trying to compete. I don't know if they're going to make it, but there's at least 10 now. There's two of them that are specific to just women's um, like reviews from women to see about what would affect them. There's there's a whole bunch. And, and oh, Indeed does them now. Facebook does them now. So we'll see if any of those take off. But the point is that the reviews are out there and it's so important to to have a good look to see if, you know, and compare that with their careers website. Right. They say, you know, they're really flexible. And then everyone in Glassdoor says, I work, you know, 90 hours a week. And so it's right. interesting to see if they're honest or not. <laughs> exactly. Um, mm -hmm. How important is, is blogging or what role does blogging play? Do, do you do do HR people look to see if somebody has a blog? If they do have a blog, do they get bonus points if it's on the topic? If it's if they show some sort of interest or expertise um, or doesn't it matter? I think it's really fantastic, but I don't see a ton of recruitment teams using them yet. And I think it's, again, the time issue. And also sometimes recruiters, they're just not, you know, they don't have the time or maybe they don't really like to write. I mean, you have to be the right kind of person that wants to sit down for an hour and really focus on a topic. I'm actually but thinking of it from the candidate for the candidate. Like oh, when you're looking yes. at a candidate and you go to their LinkedIn and they have a link to a blog and you look at the blog mm -hmm. and they're writing about, say, I'm not saying that they're blogging every day, but even if they're blogging once every mm -hmm. three months or something, but they've got five or six blogs related to the subject matter where they want to work. Um, do you say, okay, there's a person who's more interested in this than the average yes. person or, you know, cause it, it always stood out to me because so few people do it that when somebody does it, it seems like either mm -hmm. they really want to work or they just get how 
social media and, you know, the modern way of communicating with people does does help. So either way, it's sort of like a it was always sort of like a plus in my eye. Not that you would hire an unqualified person or anything, but Mm -hmm. if, you know, people are close and somebody shows that commitment and interest isn't there something where you'd factor in like that person may want to stay in the job longer because they mm-hmm. may actually like doing the work if they took the time to do six blog posts about it or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I think for sure. And it also helps you stand out because a lot of people will just go on the company's website, apply for a job, and then they wait. And they're mm-hmm. one of 200, one of 300. So it's going to make you stand out for sure from the other people, but it's all about pushing it to the right places. If I had a, a, well, actually, I guess I do, but I would put it and share it with the recruiters of companies you want to work for. No, not in a kind of annoying way, but you know, tag them and show them that you're doing it because they might not, when they're just looking at an ATS, the applicant tracking system, they see a name and a job title. So to show them that you're doing the work, it's all about marketing. You have a blog, you know, putting on LinkedIn. I've heard the blogs don't, they don't really go, go do that. Well, have you heard that? Or I've heard on other platforms they on do LinkedIn better. LinkedIn or yeah, I've heard a lot of people say they'll put up a great blog and the reach just isn't very big. You know, but it does I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that people spend, except for recruiters and people in certain you know sales industries and stuff, really spend that much time using LinkedIn like a social network and use yeah. it more as a. A lot of people use it as a resume and a place to sort of yeah. check the news or whatever as far as careers go, and then move on because so much of like the group activity and stuff has moved over to Facebook. Um, There's so much better the groups, but it can't hurt you, right? If you're, if you're doing blogs, it can't hurt you to, to, to take the blog and put it on LinkedIn as well from your own blog, whether you use the same blog, whether if you want to rewrite it, it's probably not necessary. Right. So, (laughs) I mean, it can't hurt to have that, right? The more you can add no. to your profile that shows what you can do, but just pick your best stuff for LinkedIn, right? I mean. Yeah, I definitely recommend that anyone have their name.com to if they have their own blog, because then it's your own land. You know, it's not something that could ever be shut down. And then you can use that to push it out to Twitter, if you LinkedIn, right, right. wherever. But that's huge. If you have your own website and you're showing that you're an authority on the subject, it's massive. And plus it comes up in a Google search. So when somebody looks mm-hmm. at LinkedIn and then they go, well, what else can we learn about this person? And they search, oh, they have a blog. And yes. it's like that 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 extra yeah. thing that, that somebody can find about you. And even if you only have three readers per blog post, if one of those readers is the hiring manager and likes what you're doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. was probably worth the time to do a few blog posts, right? But it's yeah, amazing how many it. people who could do that and could do it well just don't think that that could be something, something helpful. And I think the same is with Twitter. And I, I mean, I, again, I don't think Twitter's super effective. Like if you're going to put a, a link to a blog post on Twitter, you can't just sort of sit back and go, okay, now I'm going to get, you know, a million click throughs or whatever. You're lucky if you get a, a few, even if you have a big following, but just again, to show that you're active, to be able to give that Twitter handle out when you meet somebody in an event and you don't have a business card or whatever, just to show that you kind of understand where things are going. Yep, absolutely. And I think you can tag certain people, too. And there's little tricks to sort of get it out there. But, yeah, definitely. And also, like, the barrier to entry is much lower on Twitter. Like, it's very hard to just write somebody from a company um, who's very Hmm. busy or in a higher up position on LinkedIn and stand out from all the other messages they get. Can I meet with you? Can I 
can you can mm-hmm. I learn about your company? Can you introduce me to somebody? But if you can, you know, say they participate in a Twitter chat, they do something on mm-hmm. on Twitter and you can interact, you can retweet them, you can then connect with them, thank them for connecting, ask them a question and and you know, people I think are far more likely to to have their guard down on on Twitter than they are on LinkedIn where they're they're like, you know, okay, I get a hundred mm-hmm. messages a day of people asking me for something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and I wanted to say, what's funny is how I got my current role is uh, a Facebook group. So I didn't even know this lady at all. I do now, of course, mm-hmm. but she shared it on an industry group that I was in because I wasn't on LinkedIn groups because those annoyed the heck out of me. Right, <laughs> so I was right. on this Facebook group and she just shared the job saying, oh, a new role. And I wasn't even looking, but I said, oh, that does look really interesting. And then of course, it, it did look great, but I didn't bother applying online because I didn't have the time. So I tweeted the one of the recruiters, the one that was just the most popular on Twitter, and I knew he was active. I sent him a tweet and said, you know, we have to talk. And then that, that was the end of it. So total social recruitment there. Found it on Facebook, landed the interview on Twitter, and never even applied until just for compliance purposes at the last day. Quick shout out to Jason Margulies, who's joining us from Florida. Also, Nick Rishwain says the groups are so much better on Facebook. It's just noise on LinkedIn. Isn't that amazing that that Facebook kind of came has become the place where mm-hmm. we go now to to chat about even business and and work related things and that that LinkedIn has become sort of the groups have become sort of spam. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think they really blew it when they had the emails coming, the emails coming in where Facebook right. just has the little thing at the top. You could look or not look. But I was getting so many emails. I turned them off. Now I just right. have no idea what's happening. That was a mistake. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you you're hear getting about, like an email a day from a group or yeah, something. It's too much. It's way too much. But Facebook is really trying to take over even more. I, they just said, I think it was last week it came out that they're going to have official job postings. Did you hear about that? I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll that's see. Good. I've heard. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, right now you can right, post in your timeline, you can post in, mm-hmm. in a group or whatever, but this will give you an opportunity where somebody comes to your page or you, I guess, yeah. and they can just choose to go right to a jobs tab or whatever and see the, the job advertisements. Right. I mean, it's no yeah, longer exactly. like, cause, cause you know, when you post something on a page, only a certain small percentage of people actually yeah. see it. Like um, which is why live video is doing well right now because mm. Facebook's prioritizing it, which yeah. brings me to my next question for candidates. Mm-hmm. Can live, we know that live streaming has downsides, right? For people looking for jobs, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but it also has upsides for people. Um, have you seen any cases where somebody uh, was, was using live video or live streaming and it actually helped them in their, get a job or in their career or, well, I think just for my show, I've met so many cool people through friends of Katrina's, my co-host, um, that when I did apply for this job at Tenable, I think it really helped with my personal brand and, and helped me get the right. job. So I think in my own case, it was really helpful when it comes yeah. to personal branding and getting a job. And and you both have been super consistent. I mean, I, I remember um, when you were doing one of your first shows, I think it was around this time last year, right? You were mm-hmm. getting stuck mm-hmm. maybe October or something like that. Just when I found blab and you guys are still going with all the platform changes and everything tell everybody where you're where you're hosting the show and where they can where they can find you because it really is one of the the great shows in the in the hr area oh thank you it's it's super fun it's very laid back which i think people appreciate we just have some fun 
usually people drop a few swear words, but um, <laughs> not me, but I've never heard of it. Um, the best place to find out is just if you go to my Twitter, Audra Knight, if you search for me, I'm the only person with that name, thank God, or Katrina's, Katrina Collier, every mm -hmm. Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time, or, well, she's from England, so it's 3, 3 p.m. her time. But we right. always tweet it out, you know, Friday beforehand. But it's super fun, and we're using X, uh, it's a brand new one we've only used once, and it's ent enterprise.tv. Have you heard of that one? I've heard of it, but I've never used it. How do you, yeah, do you so like far, it? it? We only had the one show, but it mm -hmm. went off really well. So fingers crossed. We It is a slightly, there is a, pay, a fee, but it's very low. And I think they do have a, actually a free version, too. So I'll let you know. We've only had one show, but it went off really well, and hopefully everything goes well because it was right. a pain, a pain switching from Blab into the that Fire Talk. What was it? You use Fire Talk, yeah. and then you got cut off yeah. when they went to their tier thing. And yes, they said we had to charge people to watch, and it's just for right, fun. Right. We didn't want to do that. It's a shame because that it did work technically really well. Right, so. right. What topics have you and, and Katrina found that sort of generate the most interest related to social recruiting? Ooh. Uh, oh, that's a good thing. Usually the topics on the sidebar go way out to something completely right. different. <laughs> a lot of our friends will join and have, mm -hmm. that's what's kind of fun about it. They'll kind of make fun of us or make jokes about my cat or, so that's what's fun. I think it's just so laid back. It's informative because we always have cool guests, but mm -hmm. we just have fun more than anything. Right, right. And are like both for both of you work is flexible enough where you can consistently be able to do the show or mm -hmm. you know is it something where you know like your employer actually wants you to do the show because it's you know elevates the profile mm -hmm. or they just don't care or they don't know like how do you guys do that because obviously you know you're it, it's during the workday and you're you're both talking about your own industry so it's not like it's mm -hmm. like you're talking about some other topic at, at midnight or whatever yeah how does that how does that work as far as your like your employers have gone so for Katrina, she work, has her own company. So that's mm -hmm. she's very flexible. She can do what she wants right. and, you know, hopefully get some business out of it. And for myself, when I took the job in February before it even started, I talked to my director and I said, this is something I really care about. Mm -hmm. It's I'm learning loads from it and it's good for my personal brand. And it, I think it will be good for the company's recruitment brand. And he was right. totally on board. He thought it was fantastic. And that was important to me because if he had said, oh no, this is company hours, we're not doing that. It might, right. I might've said, this isn't the right company for me. So right, that was really right. important, but luckily he's super supportive. I think he's, he's really That's happy. awesome. That's awesome. So anything else you have um, coming up as far as the band goes? I'm, I'm excited. I gotta hear you, hear you guys. Do you put music online? Like where can we, where can we find your music? Yeah, well, I think we're on Reverb Nation. I think SoundCloud. Uh, it's pretty much all the filth band because we found pretty quick that the filth is not something you really want to put into Google searches. It was a bit <laughs> of a problem. <laughs> so definitely don't just don't put that in. So we went with the filth band for when it comes to like handles and things like on Twitter we're the right. filth band. Um, Facebook or YouTube actually. YouTube is a that's a trickier though because the SEO there's quite there's other right. bands named the filth so put my name in and put the filth and you you'll only get good stuff but we do have our own music and we'll be right. gigging again hopefully in January that's the plan once we get our all our stuff set up that's Audra Knight thanks so much for joining us you can find her on Twitter at media the number two Knight K I N I G H T yeah I gotta it. change that if anyone has any <laughs> tips please because Audra's taken Audra Knight's taken 
and it's I, I don't really like it, but I'm kind of stuck. So if anyone has any tips, it's put memorable in the comments. though. It's memorable, yeah. and since you Thank do social you. media, it's kind of it's memorable. And okay, um, congratulations also on the top 16 uh, in employment branding for 2016. Um, how did that come about? How did they how did they learn about you, or how did you learn about about that honor? I think that was I, total luck. I have absolutely no idea, but I just uh, I guess I just share a lot of clinch stuff. So I kind of got to know them. They got to know mm -hmm. my name. And then when they came up with the list, I was probably just top of mind. Is I I don't know. I'm lucky because the people on it are way more influent, amazing, amazing people on the list. But it's a super honor. I don't want 2016 to end because right, I right. want it to be over. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate it. I love that. Clinch is doing some really cool things. And if anyone you know, needs a CRM or recruitment marketing, they're doing great stuff in the space. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much for joining us. It's Audra Knight. She hosts the Social Recruiting Show at 10 a.m. Eastern with Katrina Collier, 3 p.m. Britain. UK time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be back next week with another episode of Livestream Stars. Have a great evening, everybody.